Hello and welcome to Naked and a Little Bit Afraid with Mel and Kay. Join us as we peel back the layers into a space of vulnerability, unscripted, unfiltered, 100% us, fully clothed. Yes. Okay, so today is Tuesday, but when you're listening to this, I'm sure it will be Sunday, possibly. Um, But anyways, tomorrow is International Women's Day. yeah where the women at so we thought we should touch on that topic and then mel tell them tell them what we're gonna else what else we're gonna talk about (laughs) well it's just gonna be a catch-all thing and i'm quite tired today it's been a day and Kaylin's quite tired. It's been a day. And whenever I feel like crap, I tell people I feel like a smash bag of assholes because that sums up how I feel because I feel like that wouldn't look very nice. So welcome, <laughs> welcome to our episode, smash bag of assholes. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Let's kick it off by supporting women. Shout yeah. out. <laughs> Shout out to all of these women. Okay. So feminism. Okay. I love talking about feminism, especially with my dad. God damn. Ooh. Right. We should have brought him on. Yes. Man, one day we should actually. Hmm. My dad's really excited. The box I sent you. The fleet enema box. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Guys, if you ever get the opportunity to see the instructions on how to deliver a fleet enema, please do so because it's provocative. Like, what is a fleet? Like, what's the fleet part of it? So it's like a tube of liquid. You insert it into your rectum, therefore stimulating your bowels to release, to clean out your bowels for a procedure. Okay. So there's, because there's like solid ones that doesn't. That's an enema. Yeah. It takes a little bit longer. Yeah. So a fleet is like liquid. Yep. Up your booty hole. Up your booty hole. Yeah, so these pictures she sent me actually kind of looked like sex positions as well. But percent they did. My dad said if Fleet Enema sponsors us, he wants 32.5% of what we make. Hey, that's not terrible. No, it's good business. Good business. Um, yeah. but women empowerment, Kaylin. Oh yeah. Um, I love that that goes with our theme though. Smash bag of assholes. Feel like a smash bag of assholes? Try Fleet Enema. Just insert in. <laughs> Shit be gone. Shit be gone. <laughs> Magic. Oh my gosh. I remember the first time that I accidentally gave myself an enema. <laughs> what? Why? How? Okay, well, this goes back to our... Um, masturbation conversation good 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 yeah I was having way too much fun in the with the shower head and I was like I wonder what this would feel like on my butt (laughs) why what is happening and then Wabamo there we go smash bag of assholes be gone (laughs) yep shit be gone (laughs) I was ready for all of it. <laughs> oh, we're going to take fleet enema. Yeah. Oh. Okay. okay. Back on topic. 
back to women empowerment. Kaylin, you have some th- words. Oh, my dad. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, when I started my women empowerment journey of like, I want to empower women, mm-hmm. he took it as, well, you can't convince all of these women to leave their husbands. And like, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's a very fair concern. Like, um, but I heard Dr. Jody Carrington say this, and I don't know if it's like original to her or what, but uh, she said, feminism is not a man hating act. Mm-hmm. And that, really hit home for me and him and I had a conversation about that because it's it's very true like I don't empower women to leave their husbands I empower women to tap into their own being and use their voice and see what serves them and what no longer serves them and like that's that's their choice I will never tell anyone what their relationship should look like or how it should be um because only they know that. So I think that that was a really nice pivotal moment of just like, yeah, feminism can feel like such a dirty word to a lot of people. But um, the thing that the way that I view feminism is it is not a man hating act. I have amazing men in my life. And, um, and, and it's just, it's not a man hating act. It's just, how do we all get on the same playing field? Like, as humans, regardless of age, sex, race, any of the things, how can we just have an even playing field and like love on one another and support each other? And I think by empowering women to, you're allowing them to present themselves in their relationship with their partner, if it is a man, Mm -hmm. as their whole self. So really like, who I am today. Like when I am with Ryan, like I am full, even if I'm not full, but I'm able to verbalize that I'm able to converse with Ryan and have that dialogue with Ryan because I respect myself as a woman, right? Like I go around like, sure. I don't need a man. I love having a man in my life. Right. It's, and, and that doesn't make me any less of a woman yeah. in my, my view. And again, I would love to hear other people's takes, please message us. We'd love to have you on, but. Mm-hmm. And on, the, sorry, on this note, I don't view myself as more of a woman because I don't have a man. And I also am mm-hmm. not necessarily more independent than you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm like. I'm a strong ass woman. And then it comes to opening a jar and I'm like, whoa, men are really good at other things. Side note. If you're having a hard time opening a jar, I saw on Instagram in my search feed can opener. She tested it out. Worked great. She was really shocked. Oh, so you just cut it. Sorry, not a can opener, a bottle opener. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm like, how are we cl- <laughs> Yeah, sorry, sorry guys. That was wrong. Yeah. Bottle opener. Okay. Fact check. <laughs> yeah. Fact check. Fact checkers. But anyway, side note, if you're having a hard time with opening a jar, bottle opener. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Sorry, what were you gonna say before I cut you off? I don't even know. Independent um, feminism. 
needing a man, not needing a man. Yeah. Nothing for you folks. I don't know what I was going to say. It probably wasn't very pivotal because I cannot remember. How's that chocolate? Kaylin really brought bunny chocolate to this podcast. It's a bear. Oh, it's a bear. It's cute. I literally would have stubbed my left toe for Oreos today. Like I am craving some serious Oreos and I just, I don't have them in my house because I eat too many of them and then I feel sick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just all over the map. Smash bag of assholes. Yeah. Speaking of a smash bag of assholes, true talk here. Before your babies, did you have to do anything or did you shit yourself or what happened there? Yeah. Great question. Um, well, with Rael, so I went naturally. I was very lucky. I was an on-time gal and I went into natural labor with all three babies. Um, Rael was a four-day spectacle. And what does that even mean? You've said that before. I don't know what a four I went into labor and I was laboring for four days. That sounds and like my worst nightmare. My sister timed me and Kristen, if I'm wrong, tell me and I'll come back in another episode. But I believe it was 56 hours active labor. And oh. I only progressed to four and a half. So I ended up having a section with that little nugget. She was tough to get out of the womb and she's been tough ever since, but God, I love her. Uh, She is going to be, talk about female empowerment. That chick right there is going to do some magic in this world. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, with Rowan and Avery, I had V-backs, both of them, vaginal delivery, pushed 20 minutes, each of them. Rowan was 10 hours of labor. Avery was four, like active, perfect. Um, But I did. With Rowan, I got an epidural. I had severe post-traumatic stress when I I was handling it well-ish. And then I walked into the hospital, freaked out and got an epidural because I was like, I'm not doing what I did with Rael again. Um, And it was so beautiful because I was the only one on the labor and delivery ward. So I was treated like a Hollywood rock star. And they're like, as long as you can hold off pushing, we can just let him work his way down. So I had the epi in, the epidural. He just worked his little magical self down and then he came out. Um, But the um, doctor, the physician who delivered Rowan was an absolute 10, like stellar Fox babe. She walked (laughs) in to check me and I was like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Here I am, saggy boobs hard belly, sweating, grunting, looking just like a water buffalo. And this 10 walks in and I look at Ryan and he's like, she's a fox. <laughs> Wasn't too impressed with that. Very kind. But if you're an obstetrician, don't come in looking like a dime when these ladies are sweaty water buffaloes. <laughs> and then Avery, I got an epidural. It didn't take. So with her, I know for sure I pooped. I'm sure I pooped with Rowan too, because that's just normal. But yeah, it was like 1230, 12:45 in the morning when I started pushing. And like, at one point I was like, Oh, I'm pooping. And the nurse was like, oh, it's okay. Everyone does it. I was like, Oh no, no, no. I'm just telling you because clean it up. I don't want to be sitting in my feces. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Rael was four days of labor. C-section. Rowan was an epidural, beautiful, felt nothing. Avery was an epidural, didn't feel it. So the ring of fire, it's real. Rowan, I can tell you hands down, Rowan was the best labor, the best delivery. Epidural, team epidural. 
that doesn't mean you're any less powerful of a human you, or like you grew the baby, you're pushing the baby out of your vagina. You're getting the baby cut out. Mm-hmm. You're a hero, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah no, I, I did. Had... You go. Yeah. You did poop. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I don't understand how you couldn't like that's well, no, a lot of pressure down there when you're pushing like you're pooping. Yeah. So there was no prep for me. Raya was born on her due date. Rowan, Rowan was born the day before his due date. And Raya or Avery was born an hour and five minutes after her due date. Wow. So I'm an on-time gal. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, smash bag of assholes. I did poop. There you go. But talking about women empowerment. Yeah. Like, yeah. like how amazing is it that those of us like we can grow this life. Like I used to tell Ryan, like, have you ever grown a pair of lungs? No, shut it. Cause I have three times over (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. and then you pop the baby out. However it is like I had major surgery and I was discharged two days later. Okay. Be on your way. Mm -hmm. And now you're, now you're lactating and your body's shifting. Like, and you, you go on, you continue going forward. Mm-hmm. That in and of itself, it's like you're a freaking rock star. Mm-hmm. Even if you're sitting in the corner crying, like, dude, you just gave life. Mm-hmm. It really honestly blows my mind how quickly people come out of that procedure. <laughs> Call it a procedure. <laughs> Because like, that's a, that's everything's shifting in your body. Everything's changing. And back on like women empowerment too, is just like, I think that women like, like anything, it can go too far too. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, okay, so here you are talking about, you know, you've grown a human and and, uh, the female body is so amazing, but it's also like, you're also not less than if your body can't grow a human. Yes. Or if you choose not to grow a human. And, and I think that that really gets lost because um, it's just like, because we can do that job, we feel the obligation that we have to maybe. Um, not Like obviously not for everyone, but it's almost kind of weird when people don't have children, I find. And I don't think they're weird. I Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. I've been in lots of groups of women and I'm getting to the age where just people that don't know me assume that I have children. And then I've also been in groups of women with like older women and they don't have children, but the women around them, that's all they know how to talk about is their children because it's been part of their identity for so long. And I've talked to those women that don't have children and it's like a lot of shit they've had to work through to not get triggered by that Mm -hmm. and to still try to find connection with people when all they know to do is talk about their children and I've never had this problem because I feel like I really can talk about children because I spent so long with them and I just have lots of children in my life and stuff like that and and nobody's ever made me feel bad about it but it is something that I just want to like publicly announce that you know just be mindful of those people that don't have children and and if you are one if you're a person that has had 10 children or a person that has zero children you're still a just as good of a woman as the next person yeah there's nothing that's black and white no 
right? Like, and we can give shout out and praise to every single person, wherever they are, however they're showing up in their life. Mm-hmm. Because just the sheer fact that you're here existing, the sheer fact that you were born mm-hmm. makes you a miracle. Yeah. Right? So yeah, nothing's black and white. Mm-hmm. Good call out. And I think with feminism too, and the identity of a woman, I think that there's almost a stereotype that comes with that as well. Like, and I think we're doing a hell of a job breaking that stereotype. Like, you know, maybe we don't, you don't, as women talk about these shameful things or stuff like that. And here Mel and I are like, yo, <laughs> you masturbate. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think with feminism, final thoughts just from the top of my head how I want to be remembered is I really do think it is my life's purpose and mission on this planet to empower women where are you going Mel keep chatting I'm in the bathroom so I have to move and just give me a sec but keep talking (laughs) Mel is in a hotel bathroom um and someone needs to use the bathroom (laughs) welcome to naked and a little bit afraid um anyways okay how i really do want to um yeah i was put on this earth to empower women and that's exactly what i will do but i will empower them to trust their intuition and do what's right for them i will never take away their self-discovery journey whatsoever and i think feminism is just an even playing field and I think it's celebrating women wherever they are in whatever stage they are in their journey and um supporting one another too are you wearing pants Mel I am I'm wearing shorts okay I'm not I'm not literally naked I just see all legs like, yeah, sorry legs for days. <laughs> and I'm really glad that you said that no you gotta shut that off mom I'm recording a podcast can't hear your cell phone Unless you want to come chat about women empowerment. Yeah, get in here. <laughs> Leanne's not being our special guest today. Leanne, you <laughs> volunteered yourself to be on Naked and a Little Bit Afraid. Please, everyone, hold your applause till the end. <laughs> Introducing Leanne. Say hello, Mom. Hello. There. That's our guest. That is a podcasting voice, I can tell. <laughs> Um, what I really liked that what you said with female empowerment is supporting one another mm-hmm. and championing one like championing. There we go. Call me Kaylin today. <laughs> priding, priding one another, <laughs> priding one another um, <laughs> in what they do and celebrating their success and not letting their success ruin your success or your journey. Like, come on, the world's hard enough. Let's just have a level of respect for one another and cheer them on when they are elevated. Mm-hmm. And I feel that is huge in female empowerment and huge in feminism. Mm-hmm. It's not you against me, us versus them. Again, and I, I'll say it and I'll say it probably a million times like this world is a dark place. We need everyone's light. And if we're here preaching, find yourself, find your spark, go out into the world, share yourself. But then when someone shares themselves, you poo-poo what they did. 
well, what the hell are you preaching then? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's feminism. Finding yourself, being strong and secure in who you are as a woman, as a human, elevating others and cheering them on. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Yep. Yeah. And I honestly think that just from personal experience, I've noticed that um, my light shines brighter when I am celebrating other people. Mm-hmm. When, when all of our light comes together, obviously it just grows like, like change happens. Like, I don't know, something in numbers. What's that quote? Strength, change, I don't know, power, strength power in numbers. numbers. Power in numbers, strength in numbers. I don't know. You know, all of the like, above. Well, and I think like, personally speaking, like walking into a studio, watching you or Tanya, it, it ignites me. I love leading. I love it. But watching you to succeed and communities grow and you share your light. And when you guys send me creations, it fuels me because that means your spark is growing. Mm-hmm. Your light is being like just shared Mm -hmm. and oh that gives me just so much joy to watch you and like we've said as a leader my hope is to create other leaders however that may look Mm -hmm. and I don't want to stifle anyone I want them to shine I want them to grow Mm -hmm. And raise other women up. I'm but one person. You're but one person. Mm -hmm. One person. There are five of you right now. (laughs) Um, You know what? We've we've mentioned this a couple times. I'm just going to tell the story. So. um, Okay. Before you tell the story, just one last thing on this. Um, I, what I really love uh, is leading with you and doing this podcast with you because we are both showing up in our light we're sharing the light with with each other and with the world and it's very amazing because there's no competition like I know that I am enough and you know that you're enough and you know that you don't have to worry about what my light is doing (laughs) And I don't have to worry about what you're doing. Like, we're just, we're just like, hey, we're here. We're here to have a good time. And this is all of us. Yep. And that's very empowering. I like that. Being safe. It's a very safe, like, it's a brave space where, yeah, I know I can just show up as me. Mm-hmm. And I'm confident in who I am to show up as me. And I also trust that I'm in a brave space that if I'm showing up and you're like, what are you doing? we can have that respectful dialogue mm-hmm. that's also empowering when you can actually converse with someone. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. But I am, of one, I am one person. Yes. Tell us the story, Mel. So, um, I, I watched my nephews as of January for two years. So I had five kiddos, um, at the time of this voice message that was sent to Kaylin, the kids would have been six, four, four, three, two. And, uh, 
getting out the door is a feat with even one child, let alone five. So we were going to school, was having a morning, woke up on the wrong side of the bed, yelled more than I would like to admit. Just get out the damn door. Like I was that Chris Farley in what is it, Billy Madison, you know, with the bus, everyone in all right. That was me. So I'm buckling up these kids and they're all talking to me. TT mommy, TT mommy. And Avery had my phone and she had pressed voice record to Kaylin. And I just was at my peak and at the top of my lungs in the van, I was just like, I am but one person and there are five of you. I'm like, I cannot hear you all speak at the same time, one at a time. I am one person. There are one, two, three, four, five of you. And so I get done and I grab my phone. I was like, oh shit. Whoa, whoa. And I'm like, oh, thank gosh, it was Kaylin. And Avery's just like looking at me like, oh, did I do something wrong? And so then I had to message Kaylin morning, Kaylin. Cause it was also like eight 30 in the morning, I'm like morning. Hope you had a good sleep. Sorry. You had to wake up to my speech. All right. Have a good day. Oh, I do that speech a lot. Rael knows now. I know. I know mom. You're one person. There's three of us. Why don't you listen then? <laughs> And like you sound, you made it sound like super screamy and terrible, but it was like, I, I just listened to it. I'm like, this is literally so freaking awesome because it's true. Like these kids need to know that they, like you don't have magic powers. You can't listen to all of them. And there truly is only one of you. <laughs> and I uh, like, there was zero judgment. And when you're like, okay, good morning. <laughs> like This extra calm voice. Like, oh my God, Mel. Okay. I went out and emotionally regulated now. So I'm feeling yeah. a bit better. If I had to deal with five kids at that early in the morning, I'd be like, it it just wouldn't happen. <laughs> oh gosh. That's why I crushed some gab and now feel all better. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that was that was something else. I really appreciated that. Oh, Can we get your welcome. mom's uh view on feminism? <laughs> women empowerment. Mom, do you have a view on women empowerment or feminism? No. My mom has zero opinions. My mom's actually turned mute. <laughs> oh, sorry. She's playing a Sudoku on her phone. I So I'm an extrovert, if you know me by nature. My mom is not. My mom's ability with words is subpar at best. <laughs> um, and my dad, he's a bit of an extrovert, but not like... I don't know. I got touched with some stick when I came out of the womb because I got <laughs> rhythm and words and extrovertism. That's probably not a word. So anyways, maybe one day my mom will come on. Leanne, She's- tell us one thing about Mel. What, what was it like to parent Mel? What was it like to parent me, mom? <laughs> it was a dream. There you have it, folks. I was a dream. I feel like that was a lie. <laughs> She's laughing now. Mom, did you ever think I would do something like this? Like a pop? Not in a million years. She had low hopes for me, folks. (laughs) 
What what did she think little Nell would do with her life? What did you think I'd do with my life, Mom? She looks perplexed, so I'm feeling like she thought very minimal. (laughs) She said she knew I'd do something good. Did you think I'd be on Broadway? Oh. (laughs) She said no. Ouch. (laughs) Well, my dad wants me to go on Canada's Got Talent. So my dad has hope for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. No. Was I like Rael or Avery? No. I have two very fire-spirited females. And um, speaking of women empowerment, it's hard, but I'm trying so hard to foster that power within them and to teach them and walk alongside them as they try to learn that, well, Avery's kind of, she's got it. She's a little bit of a different being, but Rael, (laughs) that it is a tool in a toolbox of so much that she will offer the world. Um, Where was I going with this? But I do, I don't want to stifle that emotion or that spirit. And that has been the hardest part about parenting such a spirited young child because I don't want her to lose that gusto for life and that rawness and that power. And um, she's going to make a kick-ass female, growing female. Yeah, so not to put you on the spot, mm-hmm. Mel, but I, I really would like to hear what you have to say on this. So with those um with the children that have that fiery spirit Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes that can be very mistaken for like defiancy and Mm -hmm. like being defiant and stuff so what advice would you have for someone that has a oh gosh I am watch your eardrums sorry guys I just dropped my mic trying to play with my hair this is a smash bag of assholes episode it really is that was a millimeter away from falling right into my tea (sighs) what would have been sad um yes advice for someone that is um you know parenting one of those fiery children but also want to help foster that in a positive Mm. way like Mm. where is the line between fiery and extremely defiant (laughs) so I think um first of all she'll be eight this year and I don't have it figured out because the first thing that we have to realize is when you think you got to figure it out figure it out they're going to change it up because they're growing and the world becomes a different place to them and they become a different fixture in the world. You're just smashing your chocolate right now. Um, Okay. Number one, let go of what other people think, because I can tell you right now, there's probably been many people who have watched Rael and thought how bad she is, how bad of a parent I am. 
I'm not doing it right. If you only spanked her, if you only did this, if you only did that, blah, 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 blah. You're not me. Get out of my life. You do you. You raise your kids how you want to raise your kids or you've raised them how you wanted to raise them. Kudos to you, but I'm going to do me because I trust that I know what is right for our family. And I trust that Rael will guide me along that journey. So number one, just ignore what everyone else says because they're going to have opinions. And like we've said, their opinions are none of your business anyways. That reflects more on them, them than you. Number two, trial and error. Because like I said before, um, well, we've said everyone's individualistic. So what's going to work for one won't work for another. With Rael, because she's so spirited and she's like that bouncy ball, when you bounce her, she hits the roof. When she's low, she's low. When she's high, she's high. She generally is dysregulated. There's some, so finding something that regulates their nervous system is huge, but that'll shift. So um, judgment, let go of, and then listening to them and finding what works for them and being ready to shift and being ready to recognize that what works for them might not work for you, but it's not up to you because they're their own human. Um, three, not labeling them, labeling the behavior. So Rael is entering the stage now where there is some disrespect that comes. I mean, she's learning things at school. She's learning words. She's learning all of this. She's growing up. She's a little fish in a huge pond. She's trying to find where she fits. But not saying you are disrespectful because she's not. She's kind. She's brave. Rael, the behavior you're exhibiting is showing me some disrespect. The behavior, not you. That was a huge learning turn because for the longest time I said you. And one day she looked at me and she's like, I'm just a bad person or like, or I'm disrespectful. I was like, no, 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 no. Because every night we talk about affirmations, like say, I am brave. I am this, I am this. So if we're saying that at night and then I'm saying you're disrespectful, I'm just completely negating what we're doing every night. So it's not you. It's the behavior that for you need to be able to emotionally regulate yourself. And odds are, if you have a spirited child, one of you is spirited as well. Bring in Melly because Rael is me. <laughs> and it's hard because I find our generation, emotional regulation wasn't a thing right? We weren't taught that. And so we're learning to emotionally regulate while walking alongside our children that are trying to emotionally regulate, but we got to stay like one step ahead of them because as they grow, their it just gets more complex. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, modeling the behavior or the actions that you hope your child will do in the scenario, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm going to go take a breath. Um, being willing to say, I'm sorry, because you're going to yell. It is very hard to deal with a spirited child some days because you feel defeated, but they're little. They don't know how to manipulate you. They don't know how to do any of that yet. Their brain's not developed enough. 
And so, um, where was I going with this? Hmm. But days do get hard where you start to think, oh, you're being manipulative. Oh, you're so disrespectful. Oh, you're so spoiled. Well, come on, guys. They're growing. I'm a grown 35-year-old woman and I'm doing this. So, <laughs> so let go of judgment. Walk alongside them. Find what works for them. Keep open communication because what once works for them probably won't work for them. For instance, I used to hug Rael a year ago because that helped her calm down and regulate. That now makes her feel unsafe. I did not know that. She told me. So then finding what works for her now, um, you emotionally regulating, taking deep breaths, exiting out of the um, room for a moment, modeling the behavior. I'm going to shift. Walk with me, folks. Um, and just have faith. Mm -hmm. And just to build off of the last one that you had is maybe yeah. just don't take things so personally. Like they're mm -hmm. not purposely doing these things. No, no, they're not. And that's the thing. They're not, she's not intentionally doing this to destroy. She doesn't wake up in the morning and think to herself, I'm going to fuck shit up today. <laughs> no, that's not, she's waking up hoping that, gosh, she gets an ego waffle and mom gives her some damn snuggles. And um, yeah, that was so long-winded and it's so complex because each spirited child is so different. Like Rael and Avery are both spirited, but parenting both of them is so different mm -hmm. because they're different human beings. And I just, just know that their spirit is within them for a reason. Don't try to take it away. It's easy to take it away for you. If you extinguish that spirit, then a lot of the struggles will go away for you, but you're taking away the essence of the child and the world needs that essence. And don't be scared to talk to people because for the longest time, I thought something was wrong. And I often at the beginning was embarrassed, but it's not you. It's them finding their way in this world. And your job as their parent is to walk alongside them. Your job as a parent isn't to mold them into someone you hope they're going to be. Your job as a parent isn't to extinguish what makes them them. Your job is to help them figure out how to fit into this world as like exactly who they are. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure when she's 14, it's going to be a little bit more trickier because now I'm going to be like, okay, what are we doing here? Right. Mm -hmm. It just changes with each age. Right now. I know she doesn't have the capacity to manipulate me. Like she just doesn't despite what people say. <laughs> When she's 16, yeah, she's going to have that capability. So I'm now going to have to sit back and be like, mm, okay, girlfriend. Um, yeah. But it comes back to that open communication that yeah. you've established at a young age. Yeah. And I just, I don't want Rael to have to, any of my children, to have to lose themselves 
like I did. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have them, uh, have them go through life lost because their light's not shining bright. I want them to lead their whole life with that light shining. Damn, it's hard not to extinguish it some days. Mm-hmm. And I think that, so I, I just, I love spirited children. I really, really, really do. Even when I was working at the school, like they always paired me with like, quote unquote, because I don't believe in this, but the bad kids, mm-hmm. because I didn't see them as bad. No, I, I just, I loved them so much. I'm like, wow, you have a different way of doing things and thinking and, you know, regulating. And this world is a lot for you right now. And that's okay. I'm here for you. But anyways, I love those kids. But I think the frustration for me uh, when I am dealing with my very fiery little sister and I hope she comes on the podcast one day um uh what is she now 10 is I like Minnie are a fixer and I think Mm. that when she shows these very big emotions I'm like okay we gotta find the solution like let's go what what are we what do we need here but she gets in this spot where she can't communicate that and then, um, like when she was younger, it would just be like full on meltdown mode. And I'm like, okay, like I've tried everything. You know, I remember this one time I triple barreled her hair. She asked for it. That's how she wanted her hair. I triple barreled it. She never had it done like that. And then when it was done, she absolutely hated it. And she just melted. And at this point, like, I felt myself like, are you kidding me? I just spent how much time triple bailing your hair because that's what you wanted. And then you realized that's not what you were expecting and you actually don't want it that way. And now you want me to straighten it? That's not happening. Mm -hmm. And we also don't have time for a shower. So figure this out, you know, and I could just feel like my anxiety and just like, okay. Whereas really what I've learned about her is it just her emotions just take over and she just needs space to work through them and there's nothing that I can do to hurry it up or to fix it she just needs time to process Mm -hmm. and um it's tough because we're always rushing we're always trying to get things done and um and it was really it I loved what you said about emotionally regulating yourself too because it's just like you know she was disappointed that her hair didn't look like what she thought it was gonna do like look like and she was feeling extremely vulnerable because she's never tried this hairstyle but what she's exhibiting is maybe I could have taken that in as like she's not grateful she doesn't appreciate me she doesn't like but when I don't take it personally I'm like oh this is tough for her okay Take five. Let me know if you need anything. Rael was late to school today. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't deal well with change in routine. She loves routine. She loves mommy taking her to school because that's what she's used to. Mm-hmm. She went to school at lunch hour because mm-hmm. she got all dressed up and then realized she didn't want to go to school. And you know what? 
she ended up missing the morning and that's okay. She went to school happy. She had a great afternoon. Mm-hmm. And when you talk to her and you say, what's going on? A lot of times they'll say, I don't know, because mm-hmm. they don't know. Big emotions are hard for adults. Can you imagine being a seven-year-old? Mm-hmm. Right. And the beautiful thing that I have learned about spirited kids through Rael is man, like the love and the passion that come out of them. Like mm-hmm. Rael was watching a video of that reel I made about the movement turning a year. She started crying and I asked her, why are you crying? And she said, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. She's seven. Mm-hmm. Like the love and the emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. We were talking about my grandpa's funeral and Rael went and she sat by my dad was my dad's father. And she was so in tuned with everyone. She looked around, made sure mommy wasn't crying. And when she saw like Papa Dave, like getting sad, she held his hand. She stood by him. She walked down the aisle with him. Mm-hmm. Like these kids have such a capacity for love and the emotional talent intelligence that we do not give them credit for because they're labeled as bad kids. Mm-hmm. But if you sit down and get to know them, man, they are so rad. And I tell Rael when I grow up, I want to be as cool as her all the time because she is so cool. Some of the stuff that comes out of her mouth, I'm like, how are you seven? Mm-hmm. Because she's spirited. And I just wish they got more credit for that. We like to focus on the bad. And I say bad in quotations because it's not bad, right? And also I think too, with any child, and this is my opinion, you cannot expect a child to respect you if you do not respect them. Ooh-wee. You cannot. I do not like that. I am the adult. Do what I say. I mean, there are some times where it's like, get in the van. We got to go right? We have that premise. If you do not respect your child, you cannot expect them to respect you. When they tell you I need space, you give them space. Mm -hmm. And that is just, again, you parent, like I have no judgment on how you parent, but I do truly believe spirited kids get this bad rap and we demand so much of these kids, but yet we don't give it back to them in return. Like we're trying to raise kids that are going to change this world. And it starts really with us. So that's, you know, mm-hmm. where I'm at. Respect mm-hmm. those kids. Um, I think, you know, when you are parenting those, those, those children is, it takes a, a whole lot more patience. And that's why. I love being an auntie because I got nothing but space and time for these ones, these kids. And when I come in to these kids' lives and that I'm a part of, I'm like, hey, <laughs> you want to do that? That's cool. You do yeah. you. And it's just because I'm so unattached to yeah. like, like, I, I don't want to say I'm unattached to the outcome. I get to be there. I get to hold space. And I, I don't think that children are a reflection of their parents because I think some people are just born into this world and that's that's their path 
but I and I that's why I love being an auntie because I really understand like how these kids turn out are not a reflection of me and I truly believe that about parents as well but I think that's hard not to take on that responsibility and that ownership um and yeah that's why I just love being an auntie because I'm like yeah you do you like and I'm so excited to see how you turn out and you want to have a full-on meltdown cool we got time for it I'll hold space for you what's up (laughs) yeah and I mean I'm saying all of this please do not kid yourself (laughs) I lose my shit more than I would like to admit there are times I apologize so much to (laughs) Rael because I'm a human Mm mm-hmm And I also have limited capacity some days. Mm -hmm. And when you're being yelled at and constantly everything is a fight, like I'm not perfect and I'm not going to preach perfect because I'll never be perfect. Mm -hmm. That's also something that I want to teach my children is that perfection does not exist. Mm -hmm. And to not compare, my saying to them is, who are we to be concerned about? ourselves the only person you need to be concerned about is yourself mm-hmm. let everyone else do what they need to do but mm-hmm. yeah um just know yeah it's hard some days and i mean this can be another but i love being mom some days i don't like it there i said it you know mm-hmm. that doesn't make me a bad mom that makes me human Absolutely. Uh, it is a hard effing job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, is that I love that you apologize to your kids. And I think that is probably so hard for so many people to do, but it shows them that you can apologize and that you don't expect perfectionism from them. And that is so, so cool to me and we expect kids to apologize all the time but when do we apologize to them and it's just Mm -hmm. I just it's not a hierarchy it's like you are you are holding space for little personalities to evolve and come to be and I think that's such a cool position to be in but my god does it ever take patience I'm sure Mm -hmm. but yeah apologizing and that deepens the relationship too like because if you never make a mistake then your kids are think that they never can either. And if you never apologize, then they're never going to know how to. Yeah. And also back to emotions um, with spirited kids too, is like what I'm trying to like teach, I guess, Rael is an emotion is just emotion. It's a benign, mad, sad, angry, our reaction is what we focus on. Like you can be mad. You are allowed to be downright pissed off at someone, but take a minute, take a beat, take those breaths. Let's catch our brain and our body up is what we say. Like she represents her emotions and colors and like, Hey, let's tell red, take a seat, anger. Let's catch our brain and our body up. Then let's enter the room. We can still be mad, but now we can actually present why we're mad. Mm-hmm. effectively, coherently, efficiently, right? And have that respectful dialogue, which is so hard to do. And as a parent, do we do that all the time? No, we snap show people like I am the one person in this world. But if we're going to teach 
kids to be leaders and to change this world, we need to work on respectful dialogue, no matter what emotion we're feeling. That felt very Matthew McConaughey there. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) But like at what age did we learn to um, name our emotions that we could and learn that we could be more than just mad, sad, and happy? And yeah i know (laughs) yesterday and to have that language around our emotions and that's why i think so many people struggle teaching it because they first have to understand it and learn it and the way that you do that is you just have to catch yourself in those moments like you know you can be angry but you cannot be mean i said that to all of the kindergarten kids like you can be mad but you can't be mean Okay, so if someone is, I didn't say pissing you off, obviously, but some days I'm sure I tried to, I, my tongue bled a lot. Like I had to physically bite my tongue a lot because <laughs> I'm like, oh, don't swear. Um, yeah, if someone's pissing you off, like, you know, you don't, you don't deserve to be disrespected. Like if someone's disrespecting you or making you upset or hurting you, you don't deserve that. But you also have to make sure that you're in the right space to talk about it, to act on it. Like, you can't just be freaking... I said this in class, actually, last night, because class, we had lots of punches. And I was like, yeah, we come to release because throw punching people is illegal. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And um, to a very important thing, and I think as adults, we need to realize this. People are not responsible for your reaction. Mm -mm. You, because that's a big thing, Rael. Right now we're in the state of like, you made me angry. You did this. You made me do this. It's like, no, no, no. What I did was upsetting. It made you mad. You chose to react in this manner. Mm -hmm. And that's huge because I find in our society, we put blame on everyone else for what's going wrong. You did this. You did that. No, 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 no. You did this act that made me angry, but you are not responsible for how I am reacting to it. That is my own doing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like, that's a hard one. It is. And it takes me like when I was listening to you talk, I was like, oh, it takes me back to like my brother and I growing up when I'm like, he started it and I had this obligation to beat the shit out of him and mm-hmm. finish it. But mm-hmm. like, he should have been in trouble because he started it. Like, no, actually you're at fault because something happened and it made you mad and then you reacted poorly. And now that I'm in this place where I'm like, you know, a little bit more peace has come into my life. I realize that like, shitty people are going to do shitty things and I don't even like saying shitty people just like sometimes we choose to act in ways that we're not proud of and and it's it's okay because when when things are being projected at me I can understand that it's a projection um I don't have to play into what they're saying doing or any of the things and I keep myself out of trouble because of how I react like what they're doing may not be fair what they're saying about me may not be true um and whatever emotions it stirs up 
that's okay. But I also don't need to project on them because that's not going to solve anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard when someone is like, especially when they're questioning your character, your integrity, Mm -hmm. it's very hard, but this is the whole two coming back to empowerment when you're empowered and you know yourself, it doesn't matter. Let them say, because you know who you are deep down and that will, that will come through. And those who have truly connected with you will know who you are. So let them talk, let them project. That's on them. Yeah. Way to connect this all back. Like, I'm so proud of you. And uh, just on that. On that topic, people can feel it. People can feel your energy and whatever anyone's talking about you or saying about you, that's okay. Like, just show up as you and let your energy attract who's meant for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started with women empowerment. We talked about a bag full of, what did you say? Smash bag of assholes. I don't know really where that came from. I was nursing one night and it was after a night shift and someone was like, how are you feeling? I'm like a smash bag of assholes. Cause that just, just seemed just stuck. Yeah. But this turned out to be a smash bag of assholes. It turned out to be very beautiful. No, it, it really did. Like, I don't know how we went from anemas to parenting to uh, almost guest speaker. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, if we're being honest, and I think I can say this for Mel, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Mel and I were like coming in here vibing pretty low and we're like, God, you know, we love doing this podcast. We love showing up for you guys. But sometimes life just feels heavy and you just feel a little bit tired and now looking at this I'm like god damn I'm so happy we we recorded tonight because you lift me up you fill my cup and speaking to all of you listening like it fills me up just to know you're here with us Mm -hmm. it's like it still has not like you are sitting, listening to us speak. Just, and uh. you're taking time out of your day to message us the most unbelievably yes. sweetest things that we never saw ca- coming. No, no. It's I literally surreal. thought we'd have no one. So like, yeah, but we were vibing low. We were. Yeah. And so, Mel, we got to start recording this earlier because now I'm just fired right up and I don't want to go to bed. (laughs) It's 1030. Yeah, we got to wrap this up. (laughs) I know. I just want to keep talking to everyone. I know. We have some special things coming your way. Yes. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Vibe. We're starting to think like this is scary. Um, except for you couldn't read my mind last night when we were recording things. <laughs> I Did can't I? remember what I was saying, but I was like, "What? You can't? You can't read my mind yet?" <laughs> oh yeah. Anyways, um, we do have some special things for you. Uh, we thought of some some pretty cool ideas last night, and um, yeah, to to be announced. I'm excited. We have big things coming. Well, when we have to do them before May. 16th 16th yeah okay 
Well, <laughs> um, special shout out to your mom. Thanks for her answers. Man, thanks for having zero faith in me, thinking I wouldn't amount <laughs> to anything in life. Thanks. Really empowerment. <laughs> yeah. Women empowerment. We need, but sometimes we need those people to light fires under our asses because by her saying, you probably you might not do that. You're like, well, watch me. Now I'm moving to New York. Catch me on Broadway. Catch Little me on Sandra outside. D. Catch me outside. Yeah. Sandra yeah. D. Yeah. Give us your best Sandra D. Give me a like a line. What do you got for us? We gotta get you prepped for tell me New about York. it. Stud. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Anyways, okay. I like that one. I just like singing. It's fun. Sing one line. Look at me, Sandra D. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Actually, pick pick any song that you want because you're in the bathroom, so it's going to sound good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't, I'm not standing up. Guys, okay. Um, what song did I sing? Okay. Um, I can't do it, guys. I got put on the spot. Um, Mel. I know. You are a star. Dig deep. Let's go. <laughs> what song do I sing? A, B, C. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, give me a song. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> Dad, give me a song to sing. Yeah, it's looking good, folks. We're waiting in suspense. Oh, he doesn't deal well with people on the spot. Sound of silence. Ooh, I like that. Okay. No. no, okay. I'll I'll sing. Let me get in my cake. Okay. Folks, I really hope you're hanging on for this one. Okay. Um no pressure. <laughs> okay, I was comprised of a young girl's dream of a night full of romance and dream. Asiatic flu. Okay. It's raining. On prom nights, my hair is a mess. It's running all over my taffeta dress. It's wilting, the quilting on my maiden form. And mascara flows right down my nose because of the storm. I don't even have my cross Joji. It fell down the sewer with my sister's ID. Guess it's raining on prom night. Oh, what can I do? I miss you. <laughs> Encore. <laughs> Mel, I had no idea you could sing. Look at that. Set up professional audio and audio settings. <laughs> Zoom even thinks I'm professional. Yeah. That wasn't my best work, but you know, guys. 
I mean, you were put on the spot. There you go. Dad, sound of silence. <laughs> WAP. I think WAP was better. Anyways, so if you guys want to come on and share your talents, please do. Oh my God. Naked and a little bit afraid with Mel and Kay. Got talent. <laughs> oh. Okay, folks. I hope you enjoyed that. I turned beet red in the Edmonton Hotel. Okay, well, you know what, Mel? You got to do more of these uncomfortable things if you want to hit true. the big stage. It's true. I do. Okay, I'm pretty sure that this is like an hour and some. So thank okay. you for staying to the end. Um, Mel is uh, officially collecting donations for her Broadway career. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks. If Yeah, if there's any recording producers out there, you know. You can email transfer them to my bank account. <laughs> She's my manager. <laughs> um, yeah. No, thanks for hanging out with us. I hope you found a little nugget somewhere that resonated with you. Yeah. As always, keep messaging us. We love talking to you and we love the ideas that are still coming in. Just thank you. Thank you for empowering us yeah. and being with us. Yeah. And especially thank you for stripping with us. Stay weird. Yeah. <laughs>